0: Faster than a speeding bullet! More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pads. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast with your host. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast to seeing your life today. We are back. We are back after another snowy fucking day. Considering the fact that I've been snowing so much now and I've been continuously working non-stop like a fucking dog. I can honestly say, I think the snow has died down. I think the snow has died down. Therefore, I now have a little bit more free time to do whatever the hell it is that I want. And that is talking about comic book content. Despite the fact that now that WandaVision Episode 7 has actually finished, I can honestly say I'm going to be a little bit sad when the whole thing finishes literally in a couple of weeks. I believe we have two more episodes left for this Friday and next Friday. I don't remember if there's a bonus episode, but considering the fact that nobody wants this to end let's face it even tom holland himself the other day he was like listen WandaVision vision is the greatest thing that i've ever seen since Marvel." i'm paraphrasing here it's the greatest things i've ever seen since marvel and me and my friends were trying to piece together we're trying to guess we're trying to predict what happens that's how much of a strong impact this show has and i cannot be more happy about it the fact that many people Tom Holland, Pedro Pascal, and so many others have said WandaVision is the shit. And I know it's not ending anytime soon. Well, scratch that. I know it's ending and it's not over yet, but I still want to give all credits to Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, and so many others that are part of the cast. And you know, Katherine Hahn and so many others. Kat Dennings and. I love Darcy, I really do. But in any case, today on the episode of the podcast, we are back and we are going to dive into One Division Episode 7. We're going to do a little bit of a deep dive in terms of how I felt about it and where they may go from here. Two episodes left, possibly three. So, your guess is as good as mine. On top of all that, we have some moving casting news, including a particular rumor which... I'm not going to harper too much about it, but let's just say I'm not really that thrilled about it myself. And of course, considering this is going to be a long podcast, a long episode, we're going to dive into the review of Gina Carano's Rebellion video, the interview that she had with Ben Shapiro literally a couple of days ago. And boy, do I have a lot to say about that. All that plus our superhero quote of the day. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shout outs out of the way, shall we? And the main shout out I want to give to is my future sister-in-law, Jessica Cabrera. And the reason why I give her a shout out is because she is pregnant with a baby boy. They did the whole thing where you explode a some kind of tube. Like you've seen those videos where a lot of parents, they don't know what the gender of the baby is. So they usually do balloons or they do like a a powder, you know, that, that exploding thing. Well, they did that and it was blue. Which means she's having a boy She's having a boy She's having a boy And I want to go on record by saying that I think his name should be Antonio Antonio Cabrera Oof, great name Or Angelo, you know An- Angel, Angelo Or you know what, let's make it more biblical let's, make, let's call him Raziel Ooh I mean, how many names do you know That can actually be named Raziel Aside from Legacy of Cain It'd be the perfect fit So Jessica, if you're listening to this just just name your son Raziel. Ooh, love saying it like that. Oof. I'm gonna replay the game all over again. Shout out to Jessica. Love you guys. Congratulations. And I can't wait to meet my new nephew. I can't wait to meet my new nephew. That's all we have for the shoutouts. Let's dive into some WandaVision Episode 7. And that comes up right in a bit. last time we saw Wanda be extremely pissed off and literally sent Pietro like that, which was fucking never, we've never seen that. She expanded the hex, trapping more people, and now they have become nothing more than puppets on strings. These puppets. And yet somehow, somehow, the parody that they use I don't, I'm pretty much sure if it was a Modern Family type of a feel or The Office. I would say it's a little bit of a combination, but more of a Modern Family parody in this way, which is pretty much 2010-ish, 2010 and after. Regardless, it was entertaining nonetheless. And now that Vision has become much more aware of who he is, thanks to Darcy filling him in on everything. Which, by the way, I want to do a little of a sidestep here. And this is something that I've never really understood. And maybe someone else can clue me in on this. How is it possible that S.W.O.R.D. and everybody else pretty much... Well, it's S.W.O.R.D. I get that. They pretty much know everything in terms of what went on with Thanos and the snap and the decimation and everything. But how is it that the, the whole thing of what happened with Thanos and Captain Marvel and everybody else, the the epic fight scenes... And I remember I saw this in Spider-Man Far From Home where they attributed the passing of Tony Stark. And I guess what I'm trying to ask is, how does everyone know all of the details of what went on during that whole fight sequence in Infinity War and Endgame? I mean does everyone know about it is it common knowledge or don't the higher ups know it that works for the government like sword and shield well shield is gone but there was that was something i've always wanted to know i mean even darcy like she knew the exact details left and right 100 percent i don't know maybe she looked into the files of vision and was able to pinpoint everything in terms of what went on in his life or before he died I don't know, I've always been intrigued in terms of how the fuck does everyone know the exact details of what happened? Hmm. Or maybe there's something that I'm missing. Maybe there's something that I'm missing and I pretty much know the answer and I just can't think about it right now. So, I don't know. Maybe someone can clue me in on that. Hopefully. Anyway, moving on. So, we have our episode and now something is happening Wanda her powers are a little bit more unstable she can't control everything anymore everything is changing around her and she doesn't understand why she doesn't understand why things are changing and on top of all of that you have Monica Rambeau getting into the hex willfully and everything is rewriting her code rewriting her DNA and now she becomes spectrum or Photon in the comics. I believe in the comics it's Spectrum. But I feel like Photon is a little bit more of a perfect name for her. Because with Captain Marvel she does use her Photon Blast. So I think Photon is the perfect name. You know some people have two names. Fuck it. You know Shazam is Captain Marvel. So I don't know. Fucking sue me. Anyway Photon has now her powers. She's trying to get to Wanda talking some sense to her. She's trying to save her. She's trying to save her good friend because she knows that there's good inside of her. And Wanda's like either get the hell out or I will hurt you. And Monica's like, don't be the villain. And then Wanda goes, maybe I am. And then it was that moment that I thought to myself, oh, 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 here's the heel turn. I mean, the heel turn pretty much already happened already. And for those of you that don't know what heel turn is, is a WWE reference where a good kind turns into a bad guy. That's that's pretty much known as a heel turn. A bad guy is a heel and a good guy is a babyface. I don't know why they use babyfaces, but that's the appropriate term. So Wanda turns into a heel, becomes a bad guy, and she actually acknowledges that. And then all of a sudden Agnes comes around and something is not quite right with her. And, lo and behold, a few moments later, where Wanda's trying to find her twins because she left them with Agnes in order to babysit, all of a sudden, she was Agatha Harkness the entire time! (laughs) Okay, I'll stop. (laughs) And I have to say, and please forgive me for my honest, personal opinion, I found this to be extremely lackluster and anticlimactic and let me explain why throughout the entire show from the very beginning we've always had thoughts that maybe just maybe Wanda is the one that is controlling everything and the reason why is because she doesn't want Vision to be messed with or she doesn't want Vision to be experimented on by sword or any government or anything if you remember she did not sign the Sokovia Accords from all the way from civil war she did not sign that shit. so in a way she's kind of a rebel to the government herself okay and over time she became this person where she's not going to let anyone change her plans or stop her in any way shape or form she's not going to do that but then i thought about it and if everyone is really being controlled They never really specified Wanda's name. I mean, yes, Monica says it was all Wanda. It's all Wanda. But if you truly think about it, no one else has actually acknowledged that. I mean, there was the Indian guy, but all he kept saying was she, she's doing this. She's doing this. And we all were led to believe that it was Wanda the entire time. But instead, it was Agatha all along. Like the song has hit, which is now one of the most popular songs ever because of the show. And I'm like, it's all right. It's catchy. I wouldn't say it's one of the greatest songs ever. It was Agatha all along. Performed also by Katherine Hahn, by the way. So let me just point that out. I don't know why that was so lackluster to me because I really, really thought that it was Wanda the entire time. And she has reason to and she's accepting everything and she's accepting the the fact that, you know, yes, this is her constructed reality. This is her mindset. It's her rules, her vision. She's not going to let anyone or anything step in her way. And come to find out, it was Agatha that was working behind the scenes. And for those people that don't know too much about Agatha, I personally don't know too much about Agatha as well. And I get it. Some people were like, "Oh, well, it was kind of obvious the entire time." I mean, her name is Agnes, which is short for Agatha. Yeah, shut the hell up, all right? Sometimes sometimes we don't want our brains to be turned on while we're watching a show, okay? We just want to watch a show and just enjoy it. That's all we want to do. We just want to fucking enjoy something. I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like in my personal opinion, Agatha is now the MCU's villain and for those that don't know who she is she's basically another witch I would say less inferior to Doctor Strange in the comics she's a Fantastic Four character and there were many times where she was both a hero and a villain but in this case she is a villain and I guess one of her main powers is the fact that she can enhance someone else's powers I honestly don't know too much about that. I'm sure, hopefully, they'll explain that on episode 8, which will be around 47 minutes long if you include the titles and the credits and everything else. You know, those long fucking credits. It's interesting. Because what was her main motivation? What was her main agenda? You know, does does Wanda Powers give her her powers as well? When Wanda uses her abilities, does it strengthen Agatha in some way, shape, or form? Does she influence other people as well? And is she the one controlling everything? Which most likely it is, because like the song states, it was Agatha all along. And even Wanda herself, she's like, I don't know how I'm doing this. I, I don't know how all of this happened. All I know is I was alone, I was scared, I was I was I didn't have anybody. And come to find out that Agatha is actually controlling my man Pietro. I'm like, God damn it. God damn it. Did you see that in like the purple thing behind it? Which, by the way, if she's able to control Pietro and she's able to... If it is Agatha, which the song states it is. If it is Agatha. I know I'm jumping around here a little bit. If it is Agatha, basically... Her powers are so fucking strong that she can pretty much rival... Wanda, maybe she was controlling Wanda the entire time as well, and Wanda had no idea about it. How everyone in the reality is puppet on strings, maybe Wanda's a puppet herself. That'd be an interesting twist. But at the same time, I can't help but to go back to what I said earlier. It just seemed a little anticlimactic because I thought, and maybe this will still happen, where Wanda is the true villain of this entire thing. And the only person that can probably go against her would probably be Vision. And who knows? And this is my guess. This is what I'm predicting. Maybe Wanda will be pushed into a predicament or a choice whether the only way for her to truly set everyone free is to once again kill Vision. Now, I get it. We've seen this before. But I think this one is going to be a little bit more heartbreaking because if Vision dies then maybe Vision is the link to the entire Hex. Maybe Vision's lifeline is based on the Hex or maybe, you know, without Vision, there wouldn't be anything else because it all started with him, so to speak. It all started with Wanda trying to find Vision and then all of a sudden, everything just went zoop and then the Hex was created, even though we really don't know the details. It's gonna be very intriguing to see what's gonna happen next. Because now that Agatha has revealed herself as Agatha Harkness, it's going to be her against Wanda, chances are she's going to push Wanda to a point where she's going to make choices that she's not going to enjoy. And once again, this goes back to what I was saying about Wanda being a tragic hero. On the fact that she may have no choice but to do something that she's going to instantly regret. And maybe after she becomes the real villain. And I guess another reason why it was a little lackluster to me is the fact that we kind of already knew that there was something wrong with Agnes. We kind of already knew that. And I guess ev- everybody was like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Like, she is the secret villain all along. Again, that's long. It was Agatha all along. I don't know, I think that was the lackluster thing to me. It really was. But, I digress. Two more episodes, possibly three. Can't wait to see how this ends. It's going to be sad. I'm interested to see how Photon is going to face off against Quicksilver. I'm interested to see how the twins are going to be a factor in this. You know, maybe Doctor Strange will make a cameo. I would love to see that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Episode 8, this Friday, 47 minutes long, including the credits. Let's wait and see what happens. Moving on to some other news. I know I spent a lot of time on that. You know, getting a little bit flubbed there in a way. We got two movie castings. The first one is for Supergirl in the Flash movie for the DCEU, Sasha Gaye. A lot of people want to pronounce Callie, but it's actually Gaia because she is Latina. She is from the Young and the Restless. And when I heard this news, this movie news, I'm like, Who? What? Huh? Where? You know, the who, what, who, what, where, when, and why? <laughs> oh my god, you remember that, that little jingle. You remember. You remember. You remember. I have no idea who this person is. I've never heard of her. Again, I've never... I've never seen the Young and the Restless. So, I... Maybe, again, they see something that I don't. And she is now our Supergirl. Is she gonna be blonde? Dirty blonde? Because she is brunette. So, you know... I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This doesn't always have to fit exactly into the comics. But I'm just saying... Be... Okay, if she's cast, great. Awesome, congratulations. Dye your hair blonde. Or be sh- or Or dirty blonde, you know? Like the one from the CW show. He's a little bit of a dirty blonde. I don't know. I don't know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, I guess. It doesn't matter. As long as she kills the role, as long as she does a great job, and as long as she convince us that she is Supergirl, fucking awesome. If not... And she is just there for a short amount of time That we can't even express an opinion about it It is what it is So on and so forth Congratulations to Sasha Can't wait to see what she does with this role Now The second movie casting Which in a way bothered the shit out of me There's a rumor That Jennifer Lawrence Is going to play Susan Storm Sue Storm From the Fantastic Four and I just have to ask why fucking why does Disney have not learned from the mistake that Fox made she butchered the shit out of the mystique character especially during X-Men Dark Phoenix and there were many times where she has admitted that she did not want to do the role anymore that she was pretty much there for a paycheck that she lost interest and she lost passion you can imagine that's going to piss off so many fucking fans. You can imagine the outrage. And now you bring her back to play another character. A beloved character, especially from the Marvel Universe. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, okay. is Does Disney not give a shit over the backlash and everything? And obviously getting her back into a role like this. Would spark some kind of controversy. And on top of all of that. They really don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks. Or. Or. They want Jennifer Lawrence to redeem herself. In some type of way. Which is why they casted her. And she could be good for the part. Now again. She could be good for the part. And she could do a great job. But that remains to be seen. That remains to be seen. And aside from what she did with Mystique. I can honestly say my hopes are not as high. Maybe you have a different opinion. My hopes are not as high for this one. So if it is a rumor, I hope to God that it is nothing more than a rumor. You know who I want it to be true? How about Emily Blunt? Emily Blunt can be a great Sue Storm. That would be a good casting. You know, or maybe I don't know. I don't know who else off the top of my head. Emily Blunt would be a good cast, I would say. Jennifer Lawrence, if this is true, oh boy. We're going to have to see. We're going to have to see what happens. We're just going to have to wait and see. But in other news, before we dive into our Gina Carano review, Tom Holland and the gang are back together. The gang being Zendaya and the other guy, I forgot his name. But they will be coming back and they will be dropping the official title this Friday. And I believe they had a multitude of titles. Spider-Man Phone Home, Spider-Man Home Wrecker, Spider-Man Home Slice. And I'm like, okay, guys, I get the fake rumors and the fake news. But doing fake titles, I don't know. I mean, it's fun. It's fun to speculate. It's fun to think about, you know. Just call it what it is, Spider-Man Home Invasion. You know, his home is being invaded by the Sinister Six. Boom, there you go. That's the title, Spider-Man Home Invasion. And if it is the title, this Friday, if it is going to drop, kudos. Fucking kudos. And that's it. That's all we have for our news. Now, we will dive straight into Gina Carano after we come back from this. Two weeks ago, when I looked at Gina Carano, and I remembered reading the messages, I remember reading the tweets, and the whole controversy that happened with her being fired by Lucasfilms, I said that she is either very, very brave or very, very foolish. And after watching her interview with Ben Shapiro, titled, Welcome to the Rebellion, I can honestly say... That she is probably one of the most bravest people that I've ever heard in God knows how long. I don't even know where to begin with this. I, I feel like I should include snippets and audio, but the last thing I want is to be taken down by Ben or for YouTube or the programs or whatever. But to really make a long story short, she basically stepped into a world of bullshit into a world of sensitive pathetic weak-minded people all in all aka the cancel culture And she admitted there were a few points that she admitted that she was never political from the very beginning she never was but the fact that she voted and she was strong in her beliefs and she was strong in realizing okay what is beneficial for her what is beneficial for everybody else and she decided to make a choice and throughout the entire interview she pretty much exposed Disney and exposed Hollywood for how hypocritical and how much of a bullying much of a bullying mindset that they can have and this whole thing started with the beep bop boop or whatever the fuck she wrote on her bio I have no idea what the hell that was about I thought she was trying to be a robot or something, uh, alluding to the Mandalorian. You know, boop, boop, boop. I, I don't, I don't even know. I had no idea that had anything to do with, you know, transgender people or whatever the case or anything has to do with the LGBTQ community. And the fact that Disney has pushed their agenda so much to actually put Gina in an uncomfortable position. There was at one point that they wanted her to be on a Zoom call. It was one against 40 people. 40 people on a Zoom call pretty much attacking you. Now, please understand this. And don't get, don't worry, I'm going to look at the other side of the coin on this one later on. But please understand this. If you're on a Zoom call with 40 people and they're pretty much all telling you what you should do or shouldn't do or how they're going to explain their ideas onto you in terms of, what should be done and what shouldn't all of that shit can be extremely overwhelming and she handled it like a champ, she really did but you can imagine the frustration that she was going through when all she was doing was trying to state her opinions no matter how right or how wrong or how stupid or absurd or controversial it may seem and she didn't, not once did she even thought anything to be controversial, she was just stating her points now Once again, I'm not going to talk upon the Jewish thing. I'm not going to talk about the Holocaust thing, but she was pretty much making a comparison of what she felt at the time. And it's like I said a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to repeat a lot of things. The fact that Twitter has now become a platform where people are now being judge, jury and executioner towards you and towards your career, it is abysmal at best. It really is. And Disney, being a huge corporation, a monopoly, in their own way, if anything seems controversial or if anything seems a little bit lackluster, I wouldn't say lackluster, but a little bit threatening to their image, they're going to do whatever they can to get that person to right their wrongs and seem like a martyr. No, maybe martyr is the wrong word. A victim. A scapegoat, so to speak. And you can just hear... The honesty and the emotion that comes from Gina herself. And honestly, I believe pretty much all of it. I really do. And maybe I was wrong in thinking that she was very foolish, but you know what? No, I'm not going to be wrong on that because at the end of the day, and I will say this, and first of all, let me point out by saying, I don't hate Gina Carano at all. I respect Gina Carano. I like Gina Carano. She's one of the most gorgeous, beautiful women that I've ever seen. Big, strong, Amazon type of a figure. Fucking MMA fighter. As I said before, she paved the way for women's mixed martial arts with that epic fight against her and Chris Cyborg. She basically lived the American dream, transitioning from that into the world of Hollywood. She wanted to get her acting together. She wanted to become you know one of the best actresses ever like she was really making a goal for herself to actually be one of the best ever and she nearly succeeded i think she did she like she nearly succeeded whether some people have their opinions on who she is or how she acts whether it's good or not the fact of the matter is she's doing the damn thing and then lo and behold here comes a corporation that cares so much about diversity, and that is the fucking problem. The fact that they care, not that they care, that they focus so much on diversity that they have to appease to the masses. And the one thing that, that, that beep, Bob boop, whatever the fuck that was, they were like, oh, you need to talk to the LGBTQ community because the T parts, the transgenders, they're the ones that have the ultimate issue with you. And every time that I hear something like this, I can't help but feel to go back to Dave Chappelle's comedy. You know his last few comedy specials, right? I'm sure you have. If you don't, every time when he makes a transgender joke, they always, always go after him. They try to cancel him. They try to shut him down as best they can. And Dave Chappelle is the type of guy. He's like, listen, jokes, I target everyone. If you're offended by it, that is not my fucking problem. And Gina, being a woman, being a strong, independent woman, basically was put into a position where there was no way out for her. There really wasn't. However, however, I will say that she does bear some responsibility on this. Because I do stand by on the fact that some things are better left unsaid and it's what i said before is what i will say again now i'm not saying she should be silenced i'm not saying that whatsoever i'm not saying she should have never said any of those things on twitter or whatever the case may be to even spark this controversy you know you have the right to your own opinion you have the right to say whatever the fuck you want to say whatever whether it seems absurd or not the same way i do the same way you do anyone does However, however, just because you can say it doesn't mean that you should. And like I said, I'm not saying for her that she should have been silenced. In, in my opinion, I feel like one of the biggest mistakes that Gina Carano has made was even get emotionally attached to everything of what went on with politics, with You know, Trump and Biden and the whole thing with the the movements and all this other political bullshit. Because we've seen many times before with the cancel culture, despite the being that they're so weak minded, so fucking pathetic on the fact that if you do not agree with their viewpoints, they will attack you and they will break you and they will do everything they can to destroy you. And that's what it is at the end of the day. They will do whatever they can to destroy you. And Gina has become this symbol now where it is so easy to attack someone like this. And not just her, anybody, Brian Callen, Chris D'Elia, you know, that guy from The Bachelor, whatever hell his name is. The Muppets, Jesus Christ! I saw the news on the other day where now The Muppets is being censored for for controversial content or whatever, and I'm like, The Muppets, a kids puppet show program from the '90s, now all of a sudden they have it on Disney Plus. Viewer discretion is advised. Uh, uh adult content or whatever. I'm like, the fucking Muppets, my guy. Since when have we became a world full of bitches? It drives me nuts to even fucking think about this. And maybe that's why I'm siding more with Gina Carano. Because they wanted a reason. They wanted a reason to attack her. They wanted a reason to, to break her down. Because she had opinions that was different from theirs. And what did Disney do? They decided, hey, let me not be logical. Let us not be logical. Let us not think on the outside of the coin here. Let's not think of the outside perspective. Let's appease the masses and therefore we we want to uh, wipe our hands clean on this. So Gina, you're going to do everything we say. You're going to do every single fucking thing we say or there will be consequences. She was treated like a fucking dog, basically. How sad is that? And I get it. I get it. This should be nothing new. This should be nothing new. These are corporations, especially, you know, corporate people where all they care about is doing it their way or fuck you, go somewhere else. It's really sad. It really is. And throughout the entire time that I was listening to Gina and I was listening to the honesty that she was was pouring out, like, you could just hear... And I heard this through audio. I didn't even watch the video. I heard everything through audio. You could just hear the torment and the sadness and all of the bullshit that she was going through. And all she was doing was stating an opinion. It just sto- It just so happens to have that the opinion did not match well with the cancel culture. And it all started with that beep boop shit that somehow triggered the, the transgender community from the LGBTQ. Again, when have we turned into sensitive fucking bitches? I don't know. I honestly don't know. And speaking more about this rebellion video, you know, the leftists, they're going to target her no matter what. And she realized that, okay, yeah, I'm fired. But I'm still going to be me and I'm still going to do whatever I can to ensure that cancel culture does not affect me. Because I am who I am. And it's as simple as that. And that is why I said before, there is something to admire about her character. I mean, hell, she's been a fighter her whole fucking life. And she said it at the beginning of the video, she does not have a problem with power. She has a problem with people abusing their power. So let that sink in for a minute. Let that sink in. Now, as I said, looking at the flip side of the coin here, and I get it. You know, everyone has their views. Everyone has their political viewpoints. Everyone has their emotional attachments in some way, shape, or form. And maybe I'm just speaking from my personal experience where I don't give a fuck of what goes on with politics. I really don't because I'm not emotionally attached to any of it. You know how many times people ask me, oh, are you a Democrat or are you a Republican? I say neither. I'm me. I'm me. I don't give a flying fuck. I don't. Now, is it entertaining to watch every now and then? Of course, because we have to be knowledgeable about the things that goes on around us. Of course. But at the end of the day, you know, you you know, you want to know what's my best way of triggering people? And maybe this might trigger you in some way. But guess what? Because now, after hearing Gina, I can honestly say maybe I should be a little bit more honest as well. You know, you want to know what my best way of triggering people is? I don't vote there, I said it. I don't vote. I have my reasons on why I don't vote. I don't need to explain myself in terms of why I don't vote. I don't vote. Sue me. It is what it is. Oh, it's your right to do And No, I don't vote. I have my reasons. So it is what it is. That's the best way that I trigger people. And there has to be some kind of satisfaction whenever you deal with people in terms of their sensitivity and that anything, excuse me, anything you say can basically have them attack you and they're willing to gather as much as they can to break you down. You know what the cancel culture is now? The cancel culture is basically 2020's Karens. That's exactly what they are. Probably even worse. Probably even worse. I felt really bad for Gina Carano. I really did. I did not think for a second that... You know, and and it's like anything else. I misinterpreted everything of what she was saying. And the media has this way of twisting people's words around. And articles have their ways of twisting words around. Just to seep into their own benefit. Where it's like, hey... Maybe you should not believe everything you read and try to get to know the person on a personal level. Maybe you should. And like I said, personally, I don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks of me. If you think that I'm a great person, I'm I i I'm thankful and I'm happy and I will fuck with you. We will be best friends. I will be there for you no matter what. And if you despise me because of my viewpoints. If you despise me because of how I am. Or the fact that I don't believe your political views. That's okay. You mean nothing to me. And Gina is now getting into that territory. Where she is not going to let cancel culture. Her, Ben Shapiro and others. She even said it. You know how many times that people actually pull to the wayside. Pull her to the wayside and go. Hey. I agree with you. They actually have to whisper. They're in their own house and they have to fucking whisper. How sad is that? But most people, and I know most people at Disney, a lot of hardworking people, a lot of friends that Gina has made, that they agree with her. And why they refuse to say anything is because they don't want to lose their jobs. Because if they lose their jobs, they can't provide for their own personal families so once again they are silenced because of fear now as I say over and over Gina has every right to say whatever she wants to say personally some things are better left unsaid especially in terms of the culture that we are in right now however however to me it does not excuse that she got involved with this she got emotionally involved and I don't know, maybe all of this could have been avoided in some way, shape, or form. But the fact that she exposed Disney and she exposed Hollywood in some capacity, that's a lot to be said. That is a lot to be said. I really hope that if you listen to this and if you listen to her interview, if you you thoroughly, thoroughly listen, listen to one two more times, this cancel culture thing. It is a problem. It is a huge problem because if they can go someone after Gina, if they can go someone after Chris and Brian and so many others, if they can go somewhere after them, imagine how it's going to be when they come after regular people like us. When we decide to make it, when we decide to make something good of ourselves, when we decide to stand up for the little guy, when we decide to stand up against the bullying, to, to rise against the machine, no pun intended, to, to go against all of the corruption and all the bullshit that goes on just because they want to appease the masses. And it just so happens that the masses are nothing more than sensitive bitches. So I have a superhero quote from Gina and this in a way sums up everything everything and this is what she said and now these are powerful words that it's important for people to live by don't try to ruin my life with lies when your life can be ruined with the truth so to end that I will say Gina Carano I stand with you that's all I got to say about that. That's all we have for this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tune in on I would say next week on Monday where we will discuss One Division episode 8. That will be a hell of a doozy. If you disagree with anything that I say, anything at all, you know, if you if you felt triggered, And you want to be on the podcast, and you want to ramble, and you want to rant against me, then by all means, bring it on. Let's have a civilized conversation, let me understand your viewpoints, and maybe there's something that Gina said that you didn't seem right with. Hey, you know what, I welcome any and all comers. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you hit me up, Voice of Garcia, on my Twitter or Instagram, or you can check us on our Facebook group, OTC Fanatics. You can post anything you want, as long as you are being respectful, as long as you're being respectful. Until then, have a great weekend, and I will see you next Monday, where we will talk all the hilarious happenings in the world, the comic book movies. TV shows or any of the case may be. And always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. Stay safe till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.